Before we start this show, just a word from our sponsor. 20 by 20 Apparel. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel brings original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the bloopers, bleeps, and body slams along with the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest that pro wrestling has had to offer. Along with their awesome line of pro wrestling apparel, they do offer many services. In the world of wrestling, there are hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads. Don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all the tees in-house. If you would like to discuss possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, or whatever, drop them a line. Go to 20 by 20 apparel. That's the number 20 X, the number 20 apparel.com. Now let's get to the show. Fresh is the word. I'm Jim Duggan, got long wood for plenty hoes. I keep it fresher than fresh, but you already know. You suckers bum me, I'm money, I got a ton of flows. My weed loud like a motherfucking thunder roll. Your shit quiet like you ballin' on a budget though. We see your kicks and we laugh and yell about it though. You see me shining like a suit on puppy. You know my grind and shit is too strong, buddy. That's why the dude call money. I be stuntin' like it's nothing at all. Cause it's nothing to me, it's probably something to y'all. Trying to smoke like me, then come and fuck with your dog. Got a closet full of kicks, you can't cop it tomorrow. And I'm fresher than the freshest, you can tell it's in my essence. Bitch, you see the way I'm rapping? Yes, I do this shit to death. I tell I'm running out of breath. I tell somebody cut a check. But either way, you know it's fresh. But either way, you know it's fresh. Fresh. We fresh. 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 Welcome to the Fresh of the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. And on Fresh of the Word, we like to deliver wisdom through great stories from the minds of bright creatives of pop culture. Through those stories, we like to dissect the journey of our guests and present actionable lessons and advice for our listeners, no matter what career or avenue of artistry they pursue. And before we get into this episode, I want to give a shout out to Knox Money, Bang Belushi, and Foulmouth for the theme music for Fresh is the Word. And if you would like to support the podcast, you can always go to freshisthepodcast.com and just share any of the links for any of the episodes on any of your social media platforms. And also, you can subscribe to Fresh is the Word pretty much anywhere that podcasts are streamed. And that includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, pretty much everywhere. And please, rate and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. It would definitely help out the show. If you want to contact me, you can always reach me by email at djkfresh at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at kfresh is the word and on facebook at facebook.com slash kfresh and you can also follow fresh is the word on twitter at fresh is the word and that's is with iz instagram at fresh is the word podcast and facebook at facebook.com slash fresh is the podcast and this is episode 158 the guest for this episode is houston rap rock artist hiro the hero who released his sophomore album flag channel late last year via sony red music 
Hyrule the Hero is scheduled to be on the inaugural Rockstar Energy Drink Disrupt Festival Summer Tour alongside The Use, Thrice, Circus Survive, and Sub 41, along with a few other artists. More information and tickets can be found at rockstardisrupt.com. During our conversation, we talked about his musical influences, mixing of musical genres, working with the famed producer Ross Robinson on his debut album, Birth, School, Work, Death, back in 2011, and much, much more. Before we get into this interview with Hyro, I want to remind you how you can support the podcast. And you can support Fresh of the Word via Patreon at patreon.com slash fresh of the word. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can support everything that I'm trying to do here on Fresh of the Word. And for the $3 a month tier, I dig deep, deep, deep into my audio archives of interviews that I did outside of Fresh of the Word. And, you know, from the past, you know, decade. And I bring them up to you. A lot of these were used for articles that I've written. And some of them I didn't even use at all. Already I have interviews with Danny Brown, Cool Keith, 12th Planet, and Dilla's mom, Ma Dukes. Already posted on Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash fresh is the word and sign up for one of the tiers. And I have a few other tiers where you can actually be a part of the podcast. So definitely go to patreon.com slash fresh is the word if you want to help out everything that I do. All right, let's get on to the interview with Hyro the Hero. Yeah, to kind of start things off, um, I just uh, you know came across you uh, recently. Uh, you have uh, an album that came out uh, last year, Flag Channel. And I was like, yo, this dude is doing music that I... This is my type of music, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up, man. I like that. I like that. I'm like, all right, this guy, this guy's doing this rap rock thing, and it's, but it's there's a brevity to it. There's like, it's a new energy than maybe what we've seen in the past with that that certain type of mashup of styles. You know, when, like, what are some of your influences? Like, who, you know, how did you, you know, fall upon? wanting to make music like this oh man well you know, i grew up on uh hip-hop i grew up on like tupac eminem 50 cent so it was like you know big influences for me but then when i ventured off into rock man i started getting into bad brains at the drive-in ranch you know a lot of punk rock and stuff like that so that kind of ventured me off and i was really into you know sampling like heavy parts of music of the rock songs and things like that, or the breakdowns or something, because I really like how, you know, it would open up and I'd be able to rap on it, man. So I really started digging deeper on that, you know, through a idea on MySpace, man, and it came from there, and it just started rolling. Right, yeah, the idea of just sampling rock records and stuff like that, that's, that's like the root of hip-hop, you know, back when they didn't have, you know, they couldn't afford instruments and stuff like that, they just... You know, took uh, you know Aerosmith records and shit like that, and made songs out of them. Yeah, exactly, man. So I started digging and diving. I mean, what really kind of sparked it was a high school breakup. My, you know, what I'm saying my ex had broke up with me, so I was real mad with her. So I was already sampling and stuff. So I took a rock song, a real rock song, like a scream, and get mad at her, man. And yeah, started rolling. <laughs> yeah, breakups can uh can lead to music, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so so you're um, originally from Houston, correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, Yeah. Yeah, you, 
Texas originally. I've been in uh, L.A. about 11 years now, almost 12. Cool. You know, how was it, uh, you know, growing up in uh, Houston? You know, what was your experience like? You know, what was, like, your exposure to, uh, exposure to music like out there? Oh, man, it was cool, man. You know, growing up in Houston, uh, you know, it's real. We got our own little culture and style of hip-hop. Uh, yeah. DJ Screw is, like, real slow, you know. We freestyle a little different, take a little time with it. So I was always intrigued and interested in that. Plus, my sister, you know, growing up with her, she was really into music, too. And uh, she used to make music with uh, DJ Screw before he became DJ Screw. He used to mix at a club called Soka Village, and they were friends and stuff like that. So I used to see that. My uncles were real into, you know, they're from Trinidad and Tobago, so they were really into the Caribbean music and reggae, Calypso. So it's always been around me, you know, and I just, I just, it just kind of fell into it. One day my homeboy came in freestyling, and I said, oh, man, this is fun. Let's do this. <laughs> At that point, you know, what did you start doing? You know, how did you st um, really just start getting the ball rolling about, you know, making music? Oh, uh, man, I had a Dell computer. <laughs> and uh, we had messed around. And my homie, Jose, he found something called Fruity Loops. At yep. the time, we didn't know what Fruity Loops was. Now, Fruity Loops is like, you know, number one go-to for hip-hop. But, uh, yeah, we had that Fruity Loops and we had an MPC. And we had a thing called Reason. And we didn't know how to use Reason or the MPC, but Fruit Loops was easy, so we just started trying to make our little beats, stuff like that, start rapping. We uh, recorded on the sound recorder back then, so you only had a minute of rapping. <laughs> to yeah, man. And so from there, you know, we learned the craft a little bit, especially my friend Jose, he learned how to really get down into mixing and things. And so I decided, you know, when we got the quality good, I made little mixtapes here and there. Had a little song I sampled the Bamba back in the days of the youngin, and they played it on the radio for the intro. You know, just a bunch of cool stuff happened that kept me excited and kept me going. And started a little clique of rappers, and you know, started building up from there. But yeah, I decided to get a little bit more creative with it. You know, what I'm saying with the rock. When did you, you know, during this journey, like when did you first, you know, realize, hey, this music thing that I'm doing. It could be something that I could do for a while. You know, what, what do you feel like was that first little break that you had? Oh, man, that, it kind of came from just really diving in the Tupac and stuff like that. Because I love, you know, storytelling and, you know, I love the message he was sending and how you feel what he was doing, especially with the problems that were going on in the community and stuff, man. So I just want to be something that can help. And when you're a voice like that, I just noticed that, when you're on that microphone, everybody can hear you, especially when you, you know, known like that. People will listen to you and understand, and they can feel the message, you know, and there's other people that can relate to what you're talking about. So I just really always wanted to be that kind of person. I've always been like a person that wants to help, and, you know, I'm always good to people and things like that, and music can open up, you know, just more of a opportunity for me to do so. Back in uh, back in 2011, you came out with an album, Birth School and Work Death, and on there you worked with you know Ross Robinson, you know this that guy's like a yeah. legend, man. And then you had Paul from At the Drive In, Daniel from Idiot Planet. You had you know you had all these people that were sort of people that you already mentioned were a part of like the music that you were diving into on the rock side. You know how did how did it feel to work with them? 
Oh, bro, it was insane, man. You know, I got together with Ross. You know, Ross was digging what I did and got together with him. And it was actually uh, Chino Moreno from the Deftones idea to bring in the at-the-drive-in guy and do oh. from Blood Brothers. Because oh. he knew it would have been cool. Cause I knew Chino for a minute since I moved out in L.A. And, uh, you know, I you know I ain't really hear the Blood Brothers too much and stuff like that. But when I saw the music, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And it just clicked in, man. I literally made that album in like two weeks, bro. <laughs> so, homie Cody came in and just killed it. I liked every riff he played. <laughs> so, I'm killing it. It didn't take me long, honestly, man. And they say Ross, you know, he puts people through a lot, they said. His history, you know, he really tried to get it out of you. But when I hit the mic, he was just like, whoa, this is dope. Keep going. Okay, so you had a you had a, a nice positive experience with Ross, right? Oh yeah, man. What you know? Because I'm very interested in like you know, like stuff that like uh, Ross Robinson does. Like, what was sort of like his feedback in the in the studio working with you? You know, you know, what did you guys sort of how did how did did he do anything to make the tracks or whatever you're doing better? Oh, he just, everything he does is just straight raw, man. You know, he don't really want to polish it too much. So that I think that's basically how the trick in his stuff, man. He wants to get that raw energy and raw feel. So he basically had us all in a room just jamming. And so that they can feel that energy. It's almost like we were playing live. And then when I hit the mic to record lyrics, so I was just kind of freestyling when they did live. But when they hit the mic to record lyrics, he kind of talked to you in ways that take your mind to another place. Sometimes you don't even understand what he's talking about, but <laughs> it brings your mind to somewhere, you know what I'm saying? And it, it, like, makes you just open up your creative parts of your brain, you know, but you go deeper with it. Like, it's like, you know, actually, how you feel? Well, how you feel about that? How you feel about that? You know, and it just keeps going deeper and deeper. Then when you hit the mic, you just got this explosive energy that comes up. Dude, that sounds awesome. Like... What you know? Do you remember any of the you know? What did you learn from Ross Robinson? You know, working on the the tracks that you, you did on during that time. Oh man, I just learned you know just to keep that raw energy, man. Bring that live aspect to the music. You know, it's tough sometimes because you got so much energy live. So I try to psych myself to being in that live feel of the music. So you listen to it, you get experience in that same way. Like, you just want to get up and move or get up and do something. Have that raw emotion in there, you know? So since that album, you know, it's been many years since you've put out another uh, album. What you been doing during that time? Oh, man, I've been, uh, I was working on some little hip-hop things right there, just trying to, you know, focus on, trying to learn how to make better music, you know, better track-wise and stuff, because... Like I said, with the Ross album, it was insane, but I still didn't have, like, a mindset of choruses and structure and all that type of stuff. So I just took time to do that. I went to some changes with management and things like that, too, also. It was just a, a little process in between, but in that process, it was a learning, you know, it was learning it like a mug and just kind of dive into the group. And I really got into how the hip-hop was going, so I was vibing on that and seeing that catchiness and the tunes and seeing how it turned into the trap vibe and all this kind of stuff like that. So I was just finding a way to incorporate all of this into the music I'm doing, man. So I got the deal and everything, and, man, when I got into the studio, it was just on. <laughs> and everything just started happening, so that was amazing. Especially props to Jose Mangan, who, you know, he started spinning uh, Devil in the Skies, man. Right. 
kind of got everything rolling. How is the High Road the Hero of 2011, you know, different than the High Road the Hero of 2019 now? Oh, wow, man. Yeah, well, the name is different. I <laughs> wrote <laughs> The Hero since it was back then, D-A. Right. I was E, so that's different. But I just grew up as, you know, I just became a man over time, you know. That's all it is. You know, I was young, a lot of ego. You know, I was thinking everything just come to you. You know, I was always, you know, it was like a hunger to be the number one rapper, a hunger to be, you know, the best. And I see, I want to be... Oh, I want to be as big as Soldier Boy at the time or something. You know what I'm saying? I'm better than these cats. I'm better than this one. I'm better than that one. And, uh, yeah, so I was coming from a place of that, of competition, and also wanting to get my message out. Now, you know, I done grew up and I've been through things. It's more of I want to get my mission out there. I'm not too concerned with, oh, I'm the best rapper, I'm the best this and that. It's more so I want to get my message. What's the best way I can get my message out there? What's the best way I can come across live and perform live and just better in myself and not competing with others, you know? Yeah, your um your new album, there's a lot of it's a lot of passion. There's a lot of, you know, just big ideas, you know, political ideas. You know, what did you want to come across, you know, in regards to what you said, your message on this new album? Uh, you repeat that, my bad. I ain't get to understand it too much. What do you say? Oh, I was saying, on this new album, on your newest album, Flag Channel, there's a lot of energy on it, a lot of political views, a lot of, you know, just, you know, passion. You know, what, yeah. you know, what, what was the message that you were trying to, you know, come through with, you know, on this album? Oh, man, basically, I mean, I hope it come across, but it might not seem that way, but my message is peace. Love, you know what I'm saying, amongst each other. We the, we the, you know what I'm saying, it's us against the 1%. We the poor ones, and they just come out with things to keep us divided. And I'm trying to point out the things that keep us together, that we all in this together. They're the ones at the top that got everything, you know. But since they got everything, they give us little things to separate us, tell us with race, woman, man, you know, gender, whatever stuff, and there's all kind of things that just separate us and make us as the broke people not like each other, when, because they know if we can come together, it'll be all kind of... When doing music like you do, where it's influenced by rock and hip-hop, you know, how does it feel to where you can actually sort of bridge that gap between those two types of music, you know, you could have songs played on, you know, rap radio stations, but uh, then also, like you said, Jose Mangan's playing your joint on his uh, show. You know, how does it feel to be able to make music that can be played in different arenas? Oh, man, I love it, man. That's always been my goal. I always wanted to have a pit with, like, the gangsters from the hood and the rock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always wanted to do that. And I've seen it once or twice, but I still want to get it on a bigger scale. I ain't reached that point yet. Right. But I really want to see that bridge in between, like, you know, almost metal to the mainstream. It's this rap dude right here where you're going to hear my heavy rock song play on that rap station. And it's not soft or anything or a remix. It's that heavy song playing on the rap station. You get what I'm saying? I want to reach to that point. And I feel like it's coming closer 
especially in this day and age we in, the kids, you know, they into everything right now. Right. The rappers, they trying to be like rockers. <laughs> rockers got the hip-hop vibe, you know. It's just all coming together and it's building there. And I really feel like this is the right time for me. During, you know, during your years making music, did you ever, you know, have to ever come across whether it's within your own, you know, peer circle community or with just the music community in general about, you know, why is this, you know, this young black dude doing this heavy rock music type stuff? You know, did you ever have to, you know, deal with any of that? Oh, not much, really, man. I really get a lot of props, man. It's just getting it out there to the ears. I really don't run into too many backlash about it. It's more so like, wow, I ain't heard that, man. That's so cool, you know? So that's really what I run into the most. But I'll say, as rock fans go, you know, rock fans are like, they take a more of an ear to it than hip-hop. Hip-hop be a little bit more closed-minded in a sense when they hear the guitar and stuff, it kind of scares them. Like, oh, that's too much. <laughs> right. Rock. Yeah, rock. <laughs> If you do it right, so when you're doing rap and rock, you got to do it right. Because if you don't do it right, it can come off corny, you know? Yeah, yeah. It can, <laughs> yeah, it can come off. Uh, there's really a thin line of it being cool and corny. There's a thin line there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think, you know, it kind of helps me the way I talk, the way I am, the way I get on the mic. I think I, that kind of levels off the corniness, so it won't be corny when I come on it. <laughs> Right, but you, you, from what I, you know, hear, you just, re yeah, you really come with a lot of genuine energy with it. It isn't a, it isn't a gimmick with you. Yeah, because the thing is, it's more so, I'm a rocker that can do rap, and I'm a rapper that can do rock. It, it doesn't come off as like a rapper, a famous rapper, oh, I want to do rock right now, you know? Because you can, you can hear that in those type of songs when rappers try to do rock, you know? It doesn't come across that way when I come and do it because I actually came from the rock, you know, background. So I dove in and I've got that feeling, if you get what I'm saying. Right, right. When it, when it comes to your live shows, you know, what do you want your, you know, what do you want the crowd to get out of a show of yours? Oh, man, I, you know, I want them to have a good time. I always want people to have fun, but I always want them to leave with, like, damn, I actually, you know, felt like I learned something. I'm not a teacher or nothing, but I felt like, man, I feel some peace. I feel like we came together. It's almost like when you see comedians, you got comedians who can just do jokes and be funny, but when you leave from, like, a Seinfeld or a Chris Rock or somebody, Dave Chappelle, you walked off like, man, I learned a lot, man. You get what I'm saying? I want to be one of those dudes when I get off the stage. Right. When, you know, when it comes to sort of like heavy music, you know, sometimes, you know, like you were mentioning, like if, you know, people are, you know, the, you know, black folks are, you know, listening to a song and there's some guitar, they might get like, whoa, it's a little bit too much. You know, there's been, yeah. there's been certain bands that have kind of, broken through to the you know the black community you know some like you know i think the biggest one at one time was or at any time basically was lincoln park um oh yeah, yeah. and you know what do you, you know 
how, how, what do you hope, like, even with your music, do you feel like, you know, you can reach out to those, you know, those little weirdos that uh, like rock music that's maybe a little, you know, too scared to, you know, be open about it? Oh, yeah, man. You know, you got the purists out there, but that's why I say musically it has to be right. And that's why I feel I know the right thing to get those kind of people because musically when you listen to the track, you're going to hear some real dope guitar. You're going to hear some amazing drums. And it's going to be music that you can respect. You get what I'm saying? Also, along with lyrics, that's amazing that you can respect. So I feel like that's how I kind of reach those people right there. If the music isn't something where they can try to play again or it's almost like a challenge to play, then, you know, I ain't, I'm not doing it right. Right, right. When you kind of look back at your uh, your life and career already, you know, if if there was like a nugget of knowledge that you could uh, could take out that anybody listening to this um, this interview, no matter what sort of creative avenue they are in, could sort of apply to their own life, what would that lesson be? Oh man, the lesson would be stay persistent and don't concern yourself with others. Just do what you do. You know, build up your thing. And now you got to be persistent. You got to say, you know, just keep rolling with it, man. Stay on the grind. If you know that's what you meant to do and you feel it in your heart, stay on that grind. I'm the definition of that, man. You know, I ain't blow up or nothing yet, but I've been doing this for so long. You know, people don't even know my history of it, you know. So some people are like, oh, you sound like this or even did this or you knew, but you know, if you really dig in my head, I've been doing it for a long time, and I'm staying persistent with it. And you know, with that, I'm seeing all the achievements come and the respect that come with it. So people are recognized. Even you know, in this, even though you know, you still have this very budding career. You've worked with some, you know, really heavy hitters, and you've gotten, you've had some, uh, and you've made friends with uh, some really, you know, cool people. You, you've already mentioned working. You've already mentioned working with Ross Robinson. Uh, you know, friends with uh, Chino Moreno from the Deftones. You know, what's has there been anybody though along the way that has been sort of a mentor for you? And what do you think a mentor is in general, from your perspective? Oh yeah, mentor. Yeah, I mean, uh, my old manager used to work with me. He basically mentored me with, uh, you know, just my way around the industry, especially with rock. He really kind of helped me, showing me what, you know, gave me the what's cool rock versus the, the you know, not the rock that's not cool. <laughs> I was growing up, I thought, you know, I was listening all kind of, which I think is cool now, though. And I was still cool, but like Nickelback and all that. When I turned the station, I was like, oh yeah, this is rock. You know, I said no. At the time, when I got with my manager later on and stuff like that, you know, he kind of put me on the new bands and things like that, and just that sound that people could respect. Nice, definitely, definitely. What's you know, you know, what's next for you? You know, is there anything that you got you know cooking in the you know in the pipes, man? In coming out soon, or you know, what can we you know look out for in the next? you know, year from uh, here, um, Hero the Hiro. I mean, Hiro the Hero. I'm oh, messing man, up your name. Right now, touring, man. <laughs> I'm going to be touring like crazy. I got Rockville. I got Epicenter. I got Rocklahoma, Disrupt Tour. I'm going on tour with P.O.D. in May. I got some shows in Dallas, uh, Dreamhack. 
I got Afro Punk coming up in August, man, bro. I'm I'm booked. I'm <laughs> real. I have been really excited to be rocking, man, and bring this show on the road. That's crazy, yeah. How do you feel about you know playing all these festivals? Because there's going to be like a who's who of just like everybody at all those festivals. Oh, I'm excited, bro. I'm gonna just have a bunch of energy on stage, and you know I'm gonna try to kill it, man. I just want to walk off that thing, you know, after all these runs, and people be like, "Oh yeah, I wrote a hero that man in town." <laughs> <laughs> what's you know what sort of like a dream collaboration that you hope you can have in the future uh dream collaboration i'd say um actually i mean my dream collaboration would be getting one of these mainstream ass rappers that's cool to do a dope ass rock song with me you know (laughs) (laughs) like a little uzi or somebody on a real rock track you know not what they think is some rock but like rock rock track or something like that (laughs) i think that'll be super dope all right. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Hey, man, it's been great talking with you. Uh, what's, you know, where can people go online to get more information about what you're, what you're up to and see when you're going to be out and about on tour? Oh, man, uh, High Road, the Hero, everything. H-Y-R-O-T-H-E-H-E-R-O. Instagram, Facebook, website, High Road, the Hero. Yeah, check me out on there and keep watching the video on YouTube, Spotify. Yeah, hit me on Spotify. All right. All right, man. It's been great talking with you. Thanks again for doing this interview with me. All right. That was my interview with Hiro the Hero. Definitely go check him out this summer on the Rockstar Energy Drink Disrupt Festival Tour. Like I said, you can find out more information about dates and tickets at rockstardisrupt.com. And more information about Hiro the Hero will be in the show notes for this episode at freshesthepodcast.com. Again, thank you for listening. Goodbye and good night. Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.